The Rookery Radio Hour proudly presents the Boy Detective Corps in The Missing Bicycle, written by Thomas Bell, starring Hoover Wynn, Jenna Edmonds, Bran Peacock, and Thomas Bell as the Boy Detective Corps, Chris Purishathaman as their client Elliot, Simon Rakestraw as the information man Jimmy Two Eyes, Ian Custer, Nick Etherington, Jennifer Natoso, and Ken Diggs as Vagabonds, Justin Gray as Howie's dad, and Francis Chang, La Schaefer, and Mark Farley as employees of Screwy LaRue's House of Ill Repute. Narration by August Pollock. Cold and hot and hot on your trail, one group of gumshoes dares to tackle the cases no one else wants. They travel through the smoke-filled pool halls, unlit alleys, and downtrodden burrows of the soul. When your dame's missing on another narcotics bender or your best friend has been stabbed, you call on them. When your diamonds have been stolen and the shoeshine boy claims that you're his daddy, look no further than the most crime-solvingest case-crackingest bunch of ten-year-olds around. The Boy Detective Corps! I'm Ronald, the leader. No matter how tough the case, I'll bring the guilty parties to justice. Over there, that's Kenneth, the brainy one. You bet it, I'll think those stinkers. That's Butch. He's the wisecracking muscle. Just point me at some villains and my fist'll do the rest. And that's Howie. He's got an attitude. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we band together to form the, the Boy Detective Corps! We find our pint-sized private eyes as they finish their schoolhouse studies one cloudy Friday afternoon for this week's exciting episode, The Missing Bicycle! Boy, Kenneth, that was some day! I couldn't take any more of that book stuff! My brain was starting to get all fuzzy! Speak for yourself! I got to dissect a frog today! Ew! It might be gross, but I'm sure the science you've squirreled away in that noggin of yours will come in handy once we get a new case. Speaking of which, I have a feeling this weekend is going to be rife with mystery. Guys, I need your help. What did I tell you, fellas? Elliot, what's the matter? Did Lenny the Kid give you another radioactive swirly? No. Did the sixth grade girls pull down your pants again? No. Hey, Elliot. Use your inhaler before you pass out. Okay, probably a good idea. Okay, Elliot, now that you've got your voice back, what's the scoop? My bike's been stolen! A mystery! Not your prize bicycle! The same! Alright, Elliot, you know the drill. I need to know everything. Okay, here goes. So there I was. Outside of Miss Tischler's room, cleaning my bike before class. My brand new bike, seven speed mountain bike in black with the racing stripes on the side. Some grown up even came up and told me it was a beautiful bike. I told him, yeah, it was. <laughs> then the bell rang and boom, next thing I know, class lets out and it's gone. Oh man, this is gonna be a tough one. Not a dang clue to go on. Clue, I Nobody? No clues, really? Okay, I'll bite. Hey, Elliot, who was the grown-up? Hmm, I don't know. I'd never seen him before. But he looked like any grown-up. Uh, he had on pants. He looked like he spent a lot of time on his hair that morning because it looked like it was just so, you know? He must have worn cologne because he smelled a little bit like my dad. And, uh, oh yeah. He had an eye patch and a scar and tattoos on his knuckles. Jesus fucking Christ, Elliot. Oh, boy! <laughs> now we got something to go on. Let's see if Jimmy Two Eyes has any info on this guy. All right! Later, outside of the Five and Dime store, our heroes come to consult Jimmy Two Eyes in the middle of his daily game of jacks. 
Uh, there, there, and there. Oh, dead nabbit! There goes the money I should have spent on shoes. What have souls in them? Maybe now that you're 11, you should be more conscious about your money. Hey, hey Jimmy. Jimmy! Crap daddies. Why you guys gotta keep coming around here and bugging me in my place of business? Because Elliot Spingler's bike got stolen, that's why. Eh, the kid's folks are loaded. Tell him to go buy him another. But this was Elliot's special bike, Jimmy. The one he'll always remember, even deep in the middle age. The one he'll think about sitting alone in a leather armchair after everyone else has gone to bed. The name of which he will most likely utter on his deathbed. Which will confuse a lot of people until a reporter very nearly uncovers its significance, but walks right past it, leaving a mystery. Okay, unsolved. okay, fine. But it's gonna cost you. Well, I got a peppermint candy. Yeah, I've got a paper clip that I twisted into the shape of William Howard Taft. I've got a. <laughs> I've got a flapjack Johnson baseball card. I've got an inordinate amount of pocket lint. Hold it. What was that last one? Pocket lint. Nah, the one before it. Oh, you mean my Flapjack Johnson Limited Edition Baseball Trading Card? That's the one. I've got an empty void in my collection where Flapjack should be. Throw in all that other stuff and you got yourself a deal. Ugh, fine. Here's a Flapjack. Now we're talking. Here's a skinny. I heard tell of a person who knows that someone saw somebody see someone take off on a bike that was rumored to be yours sometime today. They were headed to the freeway overpass. Yeah, clue! Yeah, yeah, clue. Now scram, you're scaring off business. And so our sophomoric sleuths make their way to the freeway overpass, underneath which lays a strange community of vagabonds and miscreants. Wow, guys! Look at all these vagabonds and miscreants! I've never been someplace like this before! There seem to be many gruff, tattooed individuals eyeing us from a distance. Ah, don't worry about them, guys! If my mitts have anything to do with it, they won't try anything! Butch, I'm fairly certain you haven't fought anyone older than 14. That guy over there has a two-foot beard and a syringe just dangling from his arm. Let's ask him for directions! Oh, please don't. Well, excuse me, Mr. Vagabond. I was hoping you could help us. Please. Mr. Vagabond was my father. Call me Mississippi Slim. Okay, Mr. Slim. A friend of ours had his bike stolen and the thief was last seen pedaling towards this very camp. And you think you might find such a culprit here? Just because this shantyville is full of disreputable folk, such as myself and the Garotwire Kid? Uh, yes, sir. While my fragile vagrant ego has been bruised, I do see your point. I am acquainted with no such bicycle thief, <laughs> but I can direct you to someone who is. He's somewhere in the middle of that ring of jeering vagrants. We follow the tenacious tots as they elbow and shove their way to the middle of the crowd to find a transient fighting ring. Finishing with a one-two crack across his opponent's jaw, Dakota Joe wraps up his eighth fight of the day with style. That'll teach you to get in the ring with the undisputed transcoastal under-overpass highway Tramp Brigade's pugilist of the year. Oh, you knocked on my last good teeth. And I'll knock out the remaining bad ones, too, given the chance. Go off to lick your wounds, Soupy Pete. Uh, thanks for letting me off easy, Dakota Joe. Wow, Mr. Dakota, you sure clobbered that guy. All in a day's migrant work. Now, who said that? I can't... Oh, it's you young boys down there. 
I couldn't find where your voices were coming from, due to my impressive height. Mr. Dakota, you have to be the tallest, most strongest vagrant I've ever logged in my field guide. What? How many vagrants have you logged in your field guide, Kenneth? Thank you, small child. And it's just Joe. Mr. Joe, I'm going to cut the jaw to a minimum. We're looking for information about my friend's stolen bicycle. A bicycle, you say? Stolen, you say? Well, I don't know anything about that. But if I did know something about that, I couldn't tell you. In accordance with Article 7, Paragraph 12, Clause F of the Vagrant Alliance Concordant of 1897. All raps, Baffle. Excepting, of course, in the event that the inquirer were to beat and best the inquiry in a round of hobo boxing. I'm your man, Dakota Joe. Yes. Yes. Ah, relax, guys. Dakota Joe may have me an experience, height, muscle, weight, age, training, and shifty looks, but I got him trounced in the hot and gumption department. I like your ample gumption, kid. So much so that I will fight with one hand tied to my other hand, limiting me to one oversized hand, thus hindering my innate scrappy fighting style. You got yourself a deal, pal. You sure you want to go through with this, Butch? Of course I do. I'm in the Boy Detective Corps. What could go wrong? Hey, Butch, you ever think about how many boy detectives we went through before we got to you? No! Uh, Let the fight begin! Disorder. <laughs> All right, Mr. Joe, cough it up. Okay, okay, fine. The guy who stole the kid's bike is named Fibonacci Bill, on account of he does the numbers accounts running out of Screwy LaRue's down by the tracks. Ah, oh, crap. Screwy LaRue's? That sounds French. <laughs> Just like a frog to steal a bike. Actually, Fibonacci Bill is a fourth generation American. American? <laughs> Just like a yank to steal a bike. Come on, fellas. Let's go chase down this lead. Yeah! And so our grade school gumshoes make their way down the tracks to case Screwy Waroos, an establishment rumored to be a house of ill repute, thus quite popular with the local shady types. There it is! Wow, look at all the pretty women in questionable clothing! I am overtaken by the sheer size of this establishment that I have never before seen in my life. Our main problem is getting in. Look at the size of that doorman. What should we do, Ronald? The old two junior detectives in an oversized trunk coat gag? Nah, too obvious. <sighs> I can't believe I'm doing this. Guys, I might have an idea. Oh yeah? What's the plan, Howie? I'll get us in, but you've got to promise not to tell anyone at school, okay? We, we promise! promise. We boy detectives never go back on a promise we made under penalty of serious disease or grave injury as per the blood pact we all made when we founded the Boy Detective Corps. As per the pact. Hey, I didn't take no blood oath. It's not a, it's a pact, Elliot. Anyway, follow my lead. 
Whoa, 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 hold it, kids. This ain't a place for you. Beat it. Dad, relax, it's me. That's your dad? Oh, oh, Howie. Oh, man, that is you. And all your friends are here, too. Hey, boys. Howie, Howie's dad. Call me Herbert. Hey, are you on another one of your little capers? Dad, they're mysteries. We've talked about this. Mysteries, right. Dad, we're trying to find Bill. You know where he is? Yeah, he just got here a little while ago. Okay, we're just gonna poke our heads in and see if we can find him. Oh, hold on just a second. This isn't really a place for kids. Are your parents going to be okay with this? Yes, sir! All right. Uh, yeah, go grab a soda. Have fun, kids. And so our boys step into Screwy Waroos, the town's most reputable house of ill repute. Look at this place! Let's ask around for Fibonacci Bill. Uh, excuse me, miss. I was wondering if you had seen anyone named Fibonacci Bill around here. <sighs> Difficult to say. Madam? You haven't. Sorry, I have not. What about you, miss? Have you seen anyone named Fibonacci Bill hanging around this joint? Mm, let me think. Uh, madam? You haven't. Mm, so sorry. I could not help you, little boys. Say, the girls keep looking over to that cloud of smoke in the corner. And they echo what it tells them. Guys, that's Claudette. Claudette, huh? <laughs> An appropriate name for a cloud of smoke. Jeez, how are we? Are your friends all right upstairs? Yeah, Claudette. They just get carried away. Don't you guys? Guys, look! A person is stepping out of that cloud of smoke. Well, I think it's a person. It might be a scarecrow made out of old leather couches. <laughs> I am not, as you say, made of vintage upholstery. I am Claudette the Great, and I am the madam of this fine establishment. My outward appearance is the product of a rich, full life of excess and regret. Claudette, have you seen Bill around here anywhere? With every fiber of my very truthful being, I can honestly say that I have not. Not so fast! I don't believe she's telling us the truth at all. Guys, you heard her. Let's get out of here. We're going to get my dad in trouble. But we were promised soda! Hold on, Howie. With my keen astuteness, I noticed that she has a tell. Her hand shook when she said that she hadn't seen Bill. My right hand always shakes. Ever since the explosion at the Johnson & Sons cigarette filter plant, where I was briefly employed as a tester. Briefly? I meant the other hand. <laughs> hey, Kellogg. Why don't you use your powers? My powers of deduction will get to the bottom of this. Yeah, that. She's hiding Bill for a reason. But what reason? Beneath the cavernous wrinkles on her face, she's clearly nervous and also sweating a little. The hand that isn't holding a cigarette is feverishly rubbing the locket around her neck, indicating that it's very dear to her, perhaps a gift from Bill. Her rapid glances about the place in a shifty manner reveal that Bill is close by. Her haphazard makeup application hints at an ocular disorder called macular degeneration, and that's not all! The name Bill tattooed across her knuckles with hearts around the letters suggests that Claudette the Great and Fibonacci hit Bill are in cahoots! <laughs> Great, is this true? <laughs> yes, it's true. We, we ain't the law, Mrs. The Great. You've got nothing to worry about. We just want to get the bike back. I'm sorry about the bicycle, child. Bill is on the lamb quite a bit on account of his work. He must have stole it to outrun Johnny Law. I think your bike is in the back. I'll have one of the girls bring it out. Anyway, sorry about the trouble. 
When you boys hit 13, your first girls are on me. Hooray! Now can we say it? Yeah, now you can say it. Another mystery solved by the Boys Detective What's next for our pint-sized private eyes? Will their humiliating defeat of Dakota Joe catch up with them? Will Howie find a use for his abundance of pocket lint? Will they ever get their sodas? Tune in next week for the next exciting adventure of the Boy Detective Corps! The Rookery Radio Hour presents the Boy Detective Corps in The Missing Bicycle. Sound design and audio engineering by Simon Karen. Podcast produced by Simon Karen and Ken Diggs. The Rookery Radio Hour is directed by Ian Custer. Check Facebook and Twitter for live show dates, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. See you next time.